0: This is The Messy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money and succeed. And now your hosts of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker.
1: Welcome, thank you, thank you all so much. We have a wonderful new show for you today. We are going to talk about what is the messy back end and how do you know if you have one?
2: Awesome, thanks Nate. And later we're gonna be talking about with my good friend, Don Chitwood, who's gonna talk about how to figure out what that mess is and what to do with it. On our expert panel today, we have Mike Koala, an expert entrepreneur, author, and co-founder of Dinner Table MBA. Roger Copenhaver, sales coach, trainer, consultant, and founder of Connect Utah. And Trish Thomason, founder of Social Butterfly, putting the buzz into social media pages. If you are an entrepreneur with a messy back end and you would like to be a guest or submit a question, give us a call at 801-810-6726. Or visit us at themessybackend.com. Are you ready to put your business on autopilot and actually live your life? We simply offer the best strategies and solutions anywhere online at Lock and Load Marketing. Development, design, and marketing solutions to keep your business on target. Come conquer life's challenges with laughter with our very own Nate Tucker, founder of laughingwithnate.com funny guy, photographer, digital marketer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, animal lover, and most importantly, pizza connoisseur. Visit laughingwithnate.com. Okay, so before the show, our panelists are given a detailed description of what the biggest messes are for the entrepreneurs and our listeners who are calling in. They'll then, they'll each share with us their best idea, strategy, or tool to help you succeed and clean up that mess. And then we want you to come back in 30 days and tell us about your experience. Tell us how it affected your business, what worked, what didn't work, and that helps us all become much better. As Daniel Putnam once said, one of the most common ways for the modern person to maintain self is to keep busy all the time. And I know a lot of us, all of us have worked with hundreds of clients. And I personally, no matter how successful the business is, whenever I get in to start working with them, I find there's a messy back end. I just don't know how we can avoid it, really, honestly. If you're one person, you're messy because you're just one person and you're haggard all over the place. If you have multiple people, you can't control everybody, right? So let's talk about, so for this, uh, this is our very first episode, and so we want our entrepreneurs to understand kind of how it works. So you're gonna come in, tell us what problems you're having, and then I have these amazing experts that I've already talked to you about who are gonna be telling you how to fix that problem. What, where else can you go to get better advice than that? So let's start with Nate. Nate, so the co-host Nate, who is Hi. looking his beautiful messy self this morning because I got him up very early uh, and he came totally prepared. Um, what is it that you're seeing in, in, uh, in your business? Because I know you used to work, I mean that's actually how we met is in customer service, right? When you were working yeah. for an email platform.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I have uh, quite a few years experience working with uh, different softwares uh, to help people with their back end of business um, and getting in there and helping people out. And I, so I've seen the messy back ends of thousands of businesses and just knowing what to do to clean it up can always be troublesome, I guess even with my knowledge of seeing everyone's, it can still be challenging. Um, Even for my own business, Uh, I I have a couple different businesses, and sometimes I'll be looking at it, and I'll have a fresh set of eyes come in and like, Nate, why aren't you doing it this way? You know that you should be doing it this way. I'm like, oh, yeah. So sometimes it's a fresh set of eyes or ears, in this case of listening on a podcast, uh, to kind of Open your eyes up to see, oh, hey, maybe I can just try tweaking some things just a little bit to make my processes run smoother, to give me more time to focus on my business. Or for most of us, the reason why we started our own businesses, give us more time, more freedom to do the things that we want to do in our life, whether that be spending time with family, going on vacations, sitting around watching Netflix, whatever it may be, uh, hopefully we can help you uh, you know, just organize your business more, uh, so that you can have the freedoms and the, you know, the joys of life. So right. what I'm trying to help out. with.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I read in the book E-Myth that most people start their businesses out of passion, right? They have a passion for something. They hate their boss. They want to start a business because their boss is doing a crappy job because their boss has a messy back end and they're the ones cleaning it up all the time. So they start their own business and they're like, Oh, you mean, I don't just do making taffy. I have to do all that other stuff too, right?
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, Mike, so why don't you tell us a little bit, I know you've worked with thousands of businesses, and you personally have built three businesses over remind me the numbers. Cause I don't want to quote them wrong, but you know, you've, you've done it. You've been in the trenches with a lot of businesses and done it yourself.
0: Yeah, is
3: your sure. messy,
2: is your back end clean and not messy, Mike?
3: always messy. You start messy. messy, you know, move <laughs> fast, break things as Mark Zuckerberg says, and they broke something yesterday on Facebook. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, <laughs> you yeah, know, one of my, uh, I think it was my second or third real business was a uh, cleaning company. And, you know, it was a franchise. So franchises have systems, but you still have to be implementing those systems, right? Systems are key to business success, in my opinion. I moved so fast and grew the, um, my business so fast, within the first six months, we had 300 customers. The problem was, is I couldn't hire and train employees fast enough to get them out into customers' homes. So what were we doing? We were sending untrained people into people's homes. So as fast as customers were coming in, they were also going back out. So my cost to acquire a customer, which every business owner should be looking at, was really low in the beginning. But what happened is over time, because you never get a second chance to make a first impression, is 18 months, 24 months later, my cost to acquire each new customer and each new zip code started to go up and up and up. So eventually what happened is three years later, when I kind of got to understand everything, what I did was I bought more territories and then was able to lower my cost to acquire. But had I taken care of those customers in the beginning by hiring and training employees the right way, the business would have been much different. Now, it was a seven-figure business a year, which was nice, but maybe it would have been an eight-figure business. Who who would have known? But it, it's important. So you want to grow really fast, right? Because, you know, uh, hesitation is the enemy of success in business too. You know, good is better than great. You have to launch. You have to get out into the market. You know, too many entrepreneurs are waiting too long and saying this isn't right. No, get out there, get feedback from the customers. But at the same time, you also want to make sure that when the customers come in, that you treat each customer like they're the best thing in the world because they can also become your best uh, source of referrals and grow your business the fastest.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think you hit the nail on the head that it's so important. And I I used to work with real estate agents and a lot of them miss that thing is that once you get a customer or a client, keeping that person should be a priority and making sure that they understand you know the ocean is made of one drop of water right so your business is going to be made up of one client that you have to just take care of them and and keep moving forward and that kind of where roger comes in because roger is really um he is like the sales king he owns the sales zoo is that what it's called the sales zoo and uh he is all about sales so what is it that in the what we're going to see in the messy back end when it comes to sales so many people are car salesman but there's a better way to sell right
0: yeah so having owned a business about 12 years ago I had to shut it down with the economy Um, I I discovered myself that uh, the messy back end does exist Um, I will tell you in sales sales I love sales over 25 years in sales Um, one thing about people okay in general salespeople business owners and so forth they will spend any and all of the time on every part of their business, the accounting, the HR, the payroll. Um, uh, Trish will talk about marketing, You know, uh, HR. I mean, everything about the business, but they completely forget about sharpening their sales abilities and the tools that they have um, on their belt for sales. Uh, I, I, wish, I would tell you that, I'll give you an example. In the trades industry, whether it's an HVAC person or a plumber or, or I mean, it doesn't matter. Ninety-five plus percent, if not ninety-eight plus percent, of people have never taken a formal sales training or even an informal sales training. Um, and so, what are they doing? They're relying on their natural um, uh, charisma. You know, Trisha has a lot of that, right, Trish? Uh, Some
4: days. I mean, today I'm at the beach, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they but they rely on their charisma. They rely on their personality. Um, you know, but not everybody is an extrovert. You, you've got a lot of introverts too. And they might be the best um, uh, accountant or plumber or, you know, but they, they don't, the, the, the messy back end with a salesperson or small business owner that's dealing in sales is they just don't put focus on sales. So what happens is, and Trish knows this very well, um, they take a lead or a referral that comes their way and they jack it up, Right or they, they're not converting their sales and they're not closing, their close ratios, not, maybe they've accepted a standard you know, and their, their bar is here um, and the marketing and advertising companies are saying, you should be doing better. Uh, but if they just increase their sales abilities by 5% more, 10% more annually when it comes to sales, they're gonna close more business. So I, I work with people to focus on their strengths, you know, their charisma, um, their charisma, their personality and all that can definitely be included in. But I always tell small business owners, look, don't focus all of your time on the worry and the negative and what you're not good at, you know, work with what you are good at and, and fine tune and tweak some things. And uh, just overall, it's a sales process, right? It starts from sales, starts from from even before the lead, but it, it really starts most of the time from the lead um through closing the business and into the customer service.
2: Yeah, I think doing that like I, so the company that Nate used to work at, they called their customer service the dream team or something like that. They called it like the what's what's the term they used? uh delight department, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, customer so, delight.
2: Yeah, customer delight. So like when when we would call in with a problem, you know, and and we would we would let them know we we're having a really bad day, they would send us in the mail like a starbucks gift card or something you know be like oh i hope you today is better and so that become makes you even more loyal but you're right with the sales because trish and mike and i can help them with their twitter their social media their marketing their branding all of those things nate can take gorgeous pictures but if they don't close the deal they think it's our fault but we can only get them so far and they've got to tip that scale right they have to complete the sale which mike is really good at which is why he he increased that business so quickly. So Trish, we're talking about messy backends and I'm telling you, social media, especially after yesterday, like Mike said, with the big Facebook, Instagram crash, even the big guys have some messy backends going on.
4: Oh, it's true. I mean, I don't think they understood that they were supposed to just turn it off and turn it right back on. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What they tell us with computers. I mean, just turn it off, turn it on. It was quite a day for social media. There's no doubt about it. Uh, most people couldn't even post at all. So, uh, you know, and that's a part where it's all about preparation. You have to have a plan and prepare in advance. You know, you can't say, okay, well, today's the day I'm going to do everything because you can't control everything. For instance, you can't control if Facebook is going to be operational that day. So, you know, you need to make sure that you have a plan in place and that will actually help you quite a bit with a messy back end. I mean, as Roger's saying that you have to focus on sales, you also have to bring in experts to help you with everything you don't know because you can't know everything. I mean, Roger might know everything, right? Right, Roger? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But you can't really know everything and you can't do everything. There's only a certain number of hours in the day. So you have to bring in people that are going to help you do you know, the stuff that you just don't have time for, and put your energy in the things that are going to bring you income and bring you the money in.
2: Yeah. And keeping it as clean as you can. I mean, we all know that there's going to be problems, right? No matter what business you have, no matter what you're doing, it does not matter. There's going to be something that's going to go wrong, there's going to be messes made. And as my daughter, this is how it all came about. I'll tell you guys how the messy back end came about. I was teaching my daughter how to drive. And she almost got in a wreck. And because I'm from the South, I said, Oh my gosh, I almost had a mess in the seat. And now That's a big saying. And so if something goes wrong in my business, my daughter's like, you're going to have a mess in your seat, mama. And so that's what happens. Right. And it's going to happen to all businesses. So what we would love to do is have you guys call in, send us an email, head over to the messy slash apply and become a guest. If you're an expert in helping clean up messes, we'd love to hear from you too. But um, for today, our panelists are amazing. And as always, they're going to be giving us their top information. So be sure and stay tuned for that. Thanks, guys. At this point in our show, we would like to share with you the messes that have been cleaned up by our expert panelists who have shared their advice with entrepreneurs who have visited the show. Since this is a new show, we don't have the stories to share with you yet, but we will very soon. At The Messy Back End, we do things a little bit differently. We don't just dish out advice and expect it to work. We will give advice to our entrepreneurs who call in or who submit their questions, and then you can come back in 30 days and tell us the results of the advice that was given. Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? What did you try that did work? What questions do you still have? We want to be able to give a full, well-rounded solution to your messy backend. So be sure and join us so that we can hear not only the messy back end, but how you cleaned it up. So be sure to join us, not just for the messy back end, but also the cleanup. Do you have big ideas for your business, but you need a little help with those logistics? Or maybe you've been so busy building your business that you haven't had the time to give your customers that much needed TLC? That's where Pam Langard at Ridgetop Virtual Solutions comes in. She can help with that, ridgetopvirtualsolutions.com. From shopping online to determining if Amazon Prime is a good deal for your family, check out TrueMoneySaver.com and manage your money so you can get more even though you're spending less at TrueMoneySaver.com.
1: Welcome back to the messy back end. We are here today with Don Chitwood. Did I say that right?
5: Yes, you did.
1: Okay. I'm going to start the whole thing over. That was the one thing that I didn't check on.
5: Perfect.
2: (laughs) Okay.
1: We're going to edit that. uh. Welcome back to the messy backend. We are here today with Don Chitwood. Don has 20 years of experience as an entrepreneur and brings a 360-degree approach to digital marketing and business. From identity and branding to social media and content marketing to systems and strategy, she innately understands the unique challenges and triumphs of small business owners. She has extensive experience across platforms. Dawn prides herself on an intrinsic knowledge of the importance of social sharing and engagement in today's digital landscape. Her professional creativity and tenacious problem solving often carries over to her other role as a happily married mother of two with a penchant for DIY projects.
2: Welcome Dawn. Dawn is one of my very best and most dearest friends, opposite sides of the country, almost like sisters but i am so excited that you're here to join us today don to talk about the messy backends because you and i have cleaned up several of these in conjunction with each other together i kind of call you as my backup and something that a lot of people may not know about us is a few years ago we started a little business together because we knew that we give really good advice and so we called ourselves the advice chicks and we started a whole brand I think we did it over just like a couple of weeks and then we threw a webinar we made a couple hundred bucks and then people were like wait what what does that mean so it kind of was is a little bit of a fly I thought we were successful i mean we made money at our first go around even though people didn't get it but um you know we are the queens of advice and that's why we called ourselves the advice chicks and we would thought we would just share advice with people and that would be our whole platform is you call into the problem we'll give you advice <laughs> and then you go get it. So this is actually really perfect to have you on here, talking about what the messy backend is, kind of defining what that is and re- having people realize that all businesses have something in their backend that's messy, right? I mean, Google, Facebook, Instagram, we've seen all of them recently have you know, some major flops. And so that's why I'm excited for you to be here is like, we're going to, we're reuniting the advice (laughs) sticks.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a and that's okay. I always, it's kind of like our houses, right? I mean, I always, I'm very wary of, of people's houses that I go to and they're clean. There's something, Mm -hmm. there's something not right. (laughs) Look under the cushions.
2: Cause that's where they stuffed it all.
1: (laughs) I saw a comic the other day that explained that somebody comes over to the house and they said, we own stuff. We just put it all away before you come over. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, we, that's how it is. You know? Yeah. We own things. We just like to hide it from everyone else.
5: And I, you know, I mean, that's, I can't believe I, I, something has to go when you're able, you know, when you're trying to balance everything, you just can't do it all. And so, um, you know, I think that what's going to be important is to talk about what's, you know, what's okay to be messy and what is enough, and what you need to identify that needs to change in order for you to make the progress or accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish. You know?
2: Yeah, I really like that. That's actually not a question that was submitted, but I think that should be one of the questions we cover. So the first thing, let's talk about. And um, whenever someone comes to me and they need branding or a sales funnel. Um, which is where my expertise kind of lies. The first thing I notice is if I build a sales funnel, it's not for you, it's not going to work because these things aren't working or in place first. So first we need to do this for this to work. So how, what is the trick? Like, how do you know if you have a messy back end? You know, like what's something stinky here? What's
5: going on? How do you, how do you kind of determine that? Oh, well, you know, because something doesn't work. Right. I mean, and that could be, it could be any number of things. And that's, I think the challenge is identifying where that disconnect is or where things are getting messy. Um, and so I guess the answer to the question as far as how do you know, um, when when things aren't working for you so whatever it is that you determine your goal is this could be anything it could be a landing page it could be a facebook ad campaign it could be it could be any marketing strategy or any business strategy but when you're not accomplishing the goals or achieving those kpis those K, the key point indicators that you set so that you know that you're accomplishing the goals then something is messy yeah. Or if it's, or things are taking
2: a lot longer than they should costing more than they should, or they aren't working smoothly. I mean, I guess there's any number of ways that you really can tell, but it comes back to analyzing yourself and your business and how things are are going. I mean, the, the book E-Myth is great for that, for, you know, figuring out like, what's not working, what is working. I think E-Myth is a great book to read about that. Nate, have you ever read E-Myth? I think we've talked about it. Have we talked about it before?
1: We've talked about the fact that I don't know how to read. I, um, I forgot, I, I
2: forgot. I've looked at
1: that book. I've, I've seen the cover. I, I know what it looks like.
2: Well, it's a good book, Nate. You should read it. Yeah,
1: no, I should. <laughs>
2: or have it read to you. <laughs> or have it read yeah. to you. Yeah, get, get, the, get the e-book so you can listen to it.
1: Yeah, so we then... just need to be sponsored by some like audiobook company or something. Any, anyone out there that wants to sponsor us? Yeah. <laughs> right,
5: there you go. Also, to follow, just to piggyback off of what we're saying, I think there's also a feeling. I mean, I think you know because of how you feel. I mean, if you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed, and you don't feel like you're in integrity or alignment with whatever that grace or ease or whatever you're trying to bring into your business, I mean, that's a a big clue too.
2: Yeah, for sure. So once you kind of realize, okay, you have this feeling that something isn't quite right, like it looks like other people are doing things easier maybe you've heard people talk about something and that's kind of cued you off that maybe I'm doing something wrong or maybe you heard about a law like the CAN-SPAM Act or the GDPR thing and you're like, well, I don't know what that means. So you're starting to realize, okay, maybe I do have some messes in my backend, my sales aren't up, whatever it takes. Um, what, what can you do? Let, let's just use an example. So let's say your email marketing isn't working and so you're like, man, something must be up with my email marketing um, what are kind of some things that you could look at or how would you go about finding those things? I mean, you know, you
5: can just do a Google search, I guess, but. Well, first off, never, ever, 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 ever compare yourself to what somebody else looks like. <laughs> this is
2: true because yeah. what may seem easy for them may not actually be easy on the back end.
5: <laughs> well, and this, is, and this is what we're talking about with the clean house and things like that, right? Like their, their house is, it, it's not something, why I said that you're, I'm wary of that is because nobody's, whatever people's facade is or whatever their business is or whatever their house looks like or whatever their appearance looks like, you might think it looks pristine and clean and all of those things, but we're all waiting in the, am I allowed to say that?
2: (laughs) Family show, but you and I have had that discussion. That's actually how we met was over a swear word.
5: So I haven't changed. So you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am good with it. Yeah, I'm good with it.
5: So We're all waiting in the muck. And that's right. all I mean. So when we say that it's messy, it's really, it's, it, it, so bringing it back, bringing it back to your question. Um, you know, what do you, what do you do about it? First off, ha, again tap into how it feels for you you know what is the feeling that you want in your business if things feel like they're stuck or they're messy or they're chaotic or you're overwhelmed or you're stressed that's your major clue i i know that i spent years comparing myself to what i thought everybody else's stuff looked like and um, and when we do that, I think we'll always fall short, you know, we'll always be messy. I still think I'm messy and people tell me all the time, like, really, you look like you have it all together. And, oh, well. I
2: know you well, and I still think that, I mean, yeah. but you know, the, so let's just like take a hundred steps back because I should have started with this is like, wh- let's define the messy back end because y- your house example is perfect, right? We have our front end. That's our branding, our website, our social. That's the facade that a lot of people, I mean, so many people put their front end on Facebook and you never see the back end, right? So I actually saw a picture once of, um, it was some blueberry muffins on a plate, three little blueberry muffins on a plate on a beautiful counter. But when you zoom back from that picture, you see a kid screaming in the background, milk spilled, flour everywhere, four broken muffins off to the side and one little clean area right so that's your front end yeah and uh that's the part that a lot of people see and they don't realize that all of that stuff is in the back end so in business let's talk specifically online business because it's the same really for brick and mortar um what what constitutes the back end
5: well, what constitutes the back end, I think, is uh, is all of the business side of it, really. I mean, people don't see the business side of it. They see the marketing and they see your brand, but they don't see the business side of it. So they don't see your accounting. They don't see your finances. They don't see your WordPress dashboard. <laughs> they don't see your email marketing program, you know, all of those things. And... It's, it's hard, you know, I want to toe the line between telling people how to clean up a mess and telling people to embrace the mess. And so I think the important part is determining what we need to embrace and what we need to fix and either to move for, in order to move forward and to accomplish what we need to feel good about our business.
2: I think that is key and that's something that we actually have been talking about as we've been recording the podcast is that there's some things that maybe you're not good at but you can't really afford to hire out and that's going to be a little bit messy. I will be the first to admit I'm not great at QuickBooks. It's something I have to do. I don't really hire that out yet. Um, It's not something I feel comfortable hiring out yet and so it's a little bit messy every you know around, around tax season, which is like about now, you know, it becomes like, Oh, you, your mess kind of starts to get overwhelming. But I know that that's something that I have to sit on the shelf and say, okay, well for now that's going to be messy, but you, you maintain it to the point where your business can still run. And then there's other things that can just flat out knock you out of the business. For example, you know, when Facebook crashed, you know, that's, that's something you can't just overlook, right? So determining what are the key messes or anxieties in your business that you can do something about and things you can't do something about. Yeah. Facebook had, it wasn't their fault, right? I mean, it happened on the web or somewhere in between. It wasn't necessarily their problem, but what do you do?
5: Right, yeah, and, and right. What can you do something about and what can you not do something about? And also uh, when is done better than perfect? because as we both know, um, I, I I have lots of times gotten caught up in the mess and the idea that if I put this out there and people see the mess, that that would be way more detrimental, right? And so that's been the paralysis of perfection. So it can also keep us from moving forward. So it's a really tricky balance, like how do you how do you embrace the mess and move through it, and how do you fix the things you need to, and how do you determine what those things are?
2: Yeah, and that's something that you and I have talked about for almost five straight years. It's like, what can you do with, and what can you do without, and don't let anything stop you from doing it. So, for example, recording this podcast, I knew that I needed to do it. It was a month in the making. I set the date for the recording. There's still some things that weren't done, but they can wait until a little bit later. And Nate and I've been having fun, you know, recording the little, the little blips here and there. And we've had issues with some, some things, but you can't just let those kind of things stop you either. And I love what you said about if my clients see my messy back end. but you know what, remember that guy and Nate and I were talking about this, the guy on BBC, he is in the middle of like a huge interview on BBC. This is this guy's Well, it wasn't more than 15 seconds, but this was his time to show his knowledge. And I believe they were talking about Korean law or something, something super serious. And he's doing his little thing and he's talking. And all of a sudden, his kids come running in the back behind him. And he is probably, you know, he's probably thinking, I'm so mortified. And the rest of us are going, yes, he's a real man with real problems. We were all cheering him on saying, you know what? That's amazing. That happened and it's okay.
5: It's humanizing. It, yeah. it, it makes people it makes people say, Yes, that happens to me. Like how many times I can't tell you how many times I've been like in a clot when my kids were toddlers. I mean, they're old enough now to where I get a little bit of uh, window. <laughs> Yeah, in that regards, they could be here and I might be able to get away with a sales call, right? Whereas back in the day when they were toddlers, they're, they didn't care about that. And I would be hiding in the closet on the phone, trying to talk to a client and make a sale. Meanwhile, they're like crying. So I'm neglecting my children who are like outside with their fingers under the door, crying. They need their mommy and I'm trying to make a buck so I can put food on the table, you know? So it's like... You know, but that's the part that is so vulnerable and connecting to people and people want to see that.
2: Yeah. And I don't think you have to go out there and be like, you know, oh, I have zero money in my bank account. You don't have to get so vulnerable. That's embarrassing. But letting people know that you're human. I mean, the fact is, is that when I first started, I didn't put myself in my business because I didn't want people to see my flaws and i really was i mean i was getting somewhere but not as far as i wanted to be so i put myself in my business and it seemed like um my webinars actually started doing better when i put my real true self into them and i actually got emotional on a couple of uh videos and people were like they resonated with that because they saw my passion and i think it's okay sometimes to to let those kind of things out And so I think this is a good reason why, um, the messy backend podcast is really going to work because number one, I don't believe that our clients are really going to be listening to it. Number two, by other businesses seeing what we're struggling with, they're going to learn along with that business, maybe how to prevent that problem from happening in their own business or how to fix it if they're having that problem in their business as well.
5: Yeah. So that's
2: kind of why I started it.
5: Yeah, and hey, this is happening to other people. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I don't feel isolated, you know. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, Nate, we appreciate you being quiet because <laughs> Don and I just wanted to have a little girl talk. I know,
1: it was just uh, advice, what'd you call it before? Advice, advice chicks? chicks. That's what you guys are. This episode is just the advice chicks where uh good old Nate just sits in the back and I've just been taking notes this whole time. So I've, I've got some great advice. <laughs>
2: Well, I appreciate it. And Don, as always, you're one of my heroes. And I appreciate you joining us for this episode. And uh, we hope that you guys will call in and share your messes with not just us, but other people who can learn from your messes. Shocking. But you know what teachers teach? Teachers teach what they need to learn the most. So help us be a teacher and share your story with us. Thanks so much, Don, for joining us.
1: Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or by visiting themessybackend.com so you never miss an episode
2: we love hearing about your messy backends so that we can help you clean them up and be more successful let us know how we can help at themessybackend.com
1: bye everyone thanks for listening
2: a big thank you to my co-host nate tucker who helps bring out your inner beauty and vision through coaching photography and video at laughingwithnate.com Stanley Bostwick, who helped us, well, let's face it, he actually did our audio and video editing. And believe me, that was a big, messy back end. Cassandra Bostwick, my beautiful daughter, who is a much better writer than I, who helped with the show notes and editing. Remember, if it tires you out, hire it out, put your business on autopilot so you can actually live your life. Visit lockandloadmarketing.com for more than just marketing. We clean up and help with the messy back end. But we also make the front end look beautiful.
0: Woo! Well, that's all we have for today's episode of the, the 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 Messy Back End. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone.
3: Every business has a messy back end that needs a little attention. <laughs>